Welcome to the Billionaire Think Tank Podcast, the place to be if you're an entrepreneur and want to discover a wide range of financial news, entertainment, and cutting-edge advice so you can make smart financial choices and invest wisely with an empowering community of like-minded people. Come eavesdrop on conversations with industry experts and learn about the latest tools to boost your life, financial state, and overall future. Slip into your favorite spot, grab some coffee, hen, or wine of your choice, smoke something if you got it, and kick back for today's show. Here's your host, DJ Third Letter. Welcome back to another Being There Think Tank podcast episode. I'm your host, DJ Third Letter. Here we share with you financial tips that are going to change your life, whether you're a beginner or an expert. We're going to show you how much more there is to learn. Now, freeing your finances is a way to free up the rest of your life. And today, we're going to be talking about investment options. You know, what are they? Which ones is the best? Investing can sometimes be the elephant in the room when no one wants to share exactly how much money they have and where. You know, when I first started doing stocks and option trading, nobody wanted to tell me, <clears throat> I'm talking nobody, wanted to tell me, you know, what stocks it was invested on, you know, uh, which route to do this, how to create my uh, trading plan, how to do all those type of things. And, you know, when you first start now, you kind of need somebody to talk to. Everybody knows we go to YouTube, you know, we Google, and we just got to learn on our own. So, you know, that's what's good about the Being There Think Tank podcast episode. We kind of, if you're, if you're starting now or you're an expert, you can kind of follow us on our journey and then help you with your journey. You know what I'm saying? So, lucky for you, we're here to share some tips and tricks about where to put your money, especially when we're just starting out. Now, to hear the best tips, I need you to stick around to the end. So that means if you got it, roll it up, smoke it, don't matter. If you're pulling up, pull up some wine, some Hennessy, some uh, Patron, you know what I'm saying, pour whatever, some Don Julio, pour what you like to pull up, you know. And let's get down to the nitty gritty of this shit. Now, <clears throat> stocks and options are two different types of investment opportunities that tend to attract different audiences. Now, some investors love one over the other and some like both. Now, at the end of the day, it really comes down to, what, what you know, what's your personal preference? What if you don't know what your preference is yet? You know, and what if you do know, but you don't, you ain't for sure, you ain't confident? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. Stocks and option trading differ in many ways. It can have unique benefits. They can make you lots of money when you choose the right, correct positions. And when done well, they can be extremely rewarding. Now, the key to an investment is being educated on what and where you leave your money to be sure that you don't end up making a careless mistake. Because I know, you know, starting out, not with stocks, but with option trading, you can definitely start out and lose some money if you don't really know what you're doing and that's why you know everybody encourages everybody start off with paper trading and we will do an episode based on paper trading just to kind of help you out we'll, we'll figure out what some good platforms for you to paper trade and do things like that but you know paper trade because you can lose a lot of money now on the other hand like i said investments are not all pretty when you rush a decision or choose to surpass the research phase you can end up buying into a company that will lose you money in either the short or long run 
that's easy or that's either if you're investing in stocks or you're option trading option trading you could damn sure lose some money so gotta be careful gotta be careful on all that now that's why the first thing i always recommend to do is research i just said it youtube google it's a whole lot of people online that teaches beginners there's a whole lot of classes out there you can sign up for you know make sure you sign up for the right one a lot of them are scamming a lot of them really tell you you know the real and and we're going to be covering that too in the being that think tank podcast you know different schools different people that we kind of stamp that kind of is teaching us you know teaching us well me and everybody that's in being their think tank you know the option trading route and and stock route you know you you, you always need somebody to trade with I, I I think so. You know, I think it's always good, especially starting out. You you need a group of people that that, that you can get confident on, because everybody knows trading stocks is based on emotions. So you know, what are you gonna do? You know, you're by yourself. You want to lose the money, and you want to research and kind of know what you're doing before you start. Now, <clears throat> now listen. Now check this out, though. Even with all the information I'm providing to you. You need to do your own research first and foremost. Research. You know, check out companies that interest you and see what buying opportunities you're going to have, you know. So that is definitely our first step in investing. Now, second, you have to decide how you're going to invest. Are stocks or option trading the better options, you know? Now, let's get an idea of each one before you choose. So let's go ahead and break down, you know, first and foremost, what are stocks? Now, in the world of business, stocks refer to company shares. They are investments within a company, meaning after you purchase one or more, you actually hold a piece of that company. Buying stocks can increase your wealth. When the company does well, you do well also. Now, buying a stock essentially means you are taking a small piece of ownership. This could be as a small as a fraction of a percentage in some cases, or if you buy a whole lot of stock, it's be big in some cases. Now, sometimes this will even give you the right to vote for executives or listen in on stockholder meetings. That's a beautiful thing, you know. We'll be talking about angel investing and IPOs and things like that, but it's but it's serious. You can actually sit in on stockholder meetings and and voice your opinion. I think that's awesome. You know, me personally, I think that's great. But anyway. Now, there are many ways in which you can make money from buying stocks, and the way in which you prefer to see your return might help you decide what kind of companies you want to buy stocks in. Now, companies choose to sell stocks so they can make more money to spend elsewhere, like advertising or creating their product. By purchasing a stock, you are helping them do this. Now, the first way you can make money off of stocks is by straightforward appreciation. When a company does well, the stock price increases. That means you earn the difference between when you bought the stock and the current price. For example, let's say you purchase a stock at $10 and it grows to become $15. You make a $5 profit for investing. That's great, right? Especially if you have like, you know, that's just one stock. Let's say you bought 100 stocks. You know, that'd be awesome. Now, the more stocks you own, the greater you can multiply the profit. This can go the other way as well, though. Let's, let's, let's watch this. Mean that if the company's stock price goes down, you automatically lose money. Now, <clears throat> what is good to note, though, however, is that you only lock in on the final price once you decide to sell the stock. Even if the stock price depreciates in value for a short period of time, you can hold on to it for a long until the company grows even more. You know, it, it can grow better, allowing you to make profit in the end. Now, individual stocks can sometimes be unpredictable, though. And, and you know, they 
Let me say how I say that. You know, it it, it could be unpredictable though. You know what I'm saying? Individual stocks is a motherfucker, and may never rise above the price you purchase at. You know, I've I've seen that happen. You know, uh, especially the new marijuana stocks. You know, I put money on marijuana stocks. I see it drop. It, it stay there, but that's just the you know the golden rule is 20 years, right? They want you to on, on stocks. You know, 10, 20 years, you want to be able to sit on that and, and watch the company appreciate. And we'll be getting on that too, as far as you know. The way to let your stocks appreciate. So, I, that's a whole other episode. You know, I get off track sometimes, you know. But anyway, let's keep on. Now, the second way you can make money off stocks is through dividends. Some companies pay out dividends to shareholders, which are like bonus payments along the way. If the company increases its revenue, these parts are paid out to shareholders equal to the amount you own. Typically, dividend stocks will see quarterly payouts, meaning that in the best case scenario, you could get four additional payments each year for every dividend stock you own. And do your research. There's so many dividend stocks out there. You know, I like to go to uh, FinZip. Fin, fin. I ain't gonna say no names right now, but I, I like to uh, check out different uh, websites and kind of uh, 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 do my stock scans and, and figure out what dividends pay, what, uh, how often there is, how often they pay, and I, you know, I like to see shit like that. So yeah, it's a good thing to know. So dividends, and, and, and I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. And and yes, roll up if you got them. You smoking? I'm smoking. We are we chilling. So if I get off track, if I do all this, you know, blame it on the weed, whatever. But I am not going to get no stocks that don't pay dividends. I'm sorry, I ain't hating on you, uh, companies that don't pay dividends. But me personally, I ain't fucking with no stock if it ain't paying no dividends. Straight up. Hold on. Yeah, I ain't. But anyway, stocks can get a little bit tricky. Sometimes it can take a single company years to grow a stock price because it's representation of all parts of the company. This is why buying stock is usually best to do when you separate your investments into a multitude of companies. If one goes up and another goes down, your total investment would not be lost. You know, hence buying stocks is more than just researching and admiring a single company you have to decide how many companies you want to spread your money throughout and decide accordingly you know i've seen people have their portfolio with 20 30 different stocks you know i've seen some people just play with two or three stocks and just you know play them markets because they know them very well so you know that's totally your preference we're not here to tell you what to do how to do it or anything like that we're just basically here giving you advice and we're talking about stock versus options right all right so let's go let's go ahead and go on damn my blood went out and shit hold on okay straight up by the way shout out to the pothouse dispensary in oklahoma city oklahoma they definitely uh sponsored this and and and, and the crank the medical marijuana so i appreciate that so anyway let's keep it going what are options you know do you have a hold on how individual stocks trading works yet you know uh, you kind of get how individual stocks work right all right so we're gonna keep on going now we're gonna get on to a more challenging topic option trading 
for real. Now, most beginners don't focus on option trading. And that's typically for very good reasons. Option trading can come with many more hard decisions to make and require you to think on your toes much more often. Option trading is a different way to make money off of volatile, uh, the volatility of companies. Now, one of the main things to understand here is that you can benefit either from the gains or the losses of a company, depending on how you position your options. Options, put very simply, give you options. Options are a contract that gives you the chance to either buy or sell stocks of a company in the future. These will typically come in bundles of 100 at a time and will expire past a specific date. You know, uh, for one contract, it's 100 stocks. You know, so look at it as, you know, earlier the example, if we buy one stock and it goes up, to uh, we buy one stock at $10 and it goes up to 15 we profit at 5 Well, in this case... Look at it as we're buying a fraction. So we're buying a hundred of those stocks. And then, but we're buying it at a fraction for maybe, let's say, $2.98 at that hundred. Because, because we don't know if it's going to go up or down. So it's all a gamble, right? Right, okay. Hope you understand that. So let's get back into it. You know, uh... You know, so, you know, you really got to decide on the action beforehand. Now, if the expiration date is passed, the option will, as the name suggests, expire. Meaning you lose some of the money, but not all. You know, we'll get more into this idea later. But for now, let's just focus on differentiating the two types of choices. That are, when you're buying options, puts, and calls. For real. Let's break down this. This is very important. Listen. Puts and calls. Calls give you the option to buy a company's stock at some predetermined point in the future. The, this predetermined time period is known as the strike point, after which they will expire. Yes, a call will expire, a put will expire, uh, both of them will expire sooner or later. So the question is, how do you calls differ from buying stocks normally? You know, how do calls differ from buying stocks? You know, I, I know I used to ask that same question. And why would you choose the option? Why not just sit on the stocks and not have to worry about it, right? Okay, let me explain this. Calls give you the opportunity to buy the stock, but you don't have to. A seller of the stock will post a bid of 100 stocks listed at a price per share. When you purchase this bundle, you have to pay a premium of the stocks, which is how, you know, much each stock will cost you up front, which is how much each stock will cost you up front. Uh, after the expiration date, if the stock has gone up high enough, you could choose to fulfill the call and purchase the stocks to take the profit. Or you can let it expire and only suffer the loss of the premium you paid beforehand. Now, this is a tricky subject. So don't worry if you don't understand it just yet, you know. But, but you can go Google, you can learn it. But we're just talking. I'm just putting you up on game real quick, you know what I'm talking about. So an example will be, uh, okay, all right. This is a tricky subject. So, an example will absolutely make this much clearer, so let's explain. Let's say there's a stock on the market selling for $50 per share. In a normal stock sense, this means you would be spending $50 to buy one share, and you could buy as many as you like for that price. But for this call, the premium price is $5 per share. And since we buy calls in bundles of 100, you'd be paying that premium, you know, 100 times. So when you first get into the call, you will spend $5 for 100 times, equaling out to $500. This will get you 100 shares of stock, 
with a total value of $5,000. Now, if you choose to buy them before the expiration date, let's suppose your expiration date is six months from now. In hypothetically universe, the share rises to 60 cent each by the expiration date. Now, this means that if you buy out the shares for the contract, which you purchase for at $50 each, you will have to pay an additional 5000 But then you can call those shares right away. But since they are now valued at $60 a piece, you will make a total of $6,000. This means that after you subtract the premium and the price of the stocks, guess what? You made a grand total of $500. Great choice, right? However, in a hypothetical universe B, the stock price lowers to $40 by the six-month expiration date. Now you're only going to make $4,000 if you bought a call, meaning you will suffer a large loss. So the best choice here is to let the option expire and lose only the $500 premium you had to pay at the beginning. You follow me? You get it? All right, let's keep going. So now do you have an idea of how calls work? For real, before we keep going? You know, this is one method option traders use to make money in the long run. This scenario requires you to have faith in the company you are buying into, hoping their stock price will rise by the time your call expires. Now, on the other hand, you can also bet against companies. Now, this type of option trade is known as a put. In simple terms, puts are the opposite of calls, where they're giving yourself the option to buy stock by a predetermined date in the future. You are giving yourself the option to sell this stock in the future. Now, puts are set at 100 stocks also, just at the same as calls. Only this time, you're purchasing your stocks and giving yourself the option to sell them at a guaranteed price, even if that is higher than what the stock is valued at when the expiration date comes. Let's jump into another example so you can figure out just what I mean by this. Now, let's say you purchase a stock at $15 and use this as the option to buy puts. This means you have to buy 100 times that forcing you to spend $1,500 right at the beginning. However, you are not so sure if this stock is going to see a huge increase in the future, right? So you want to buy puts to save money if, the, if it drops in the long run. Say, if the premium on the stock is $5 each, the stock would have to drop at least $5 for you to break even. This also means the premium will cost you an additional $500 right at the start. If you choose to sell your puts before the expiration date, you'll make the difference between the price of the stock at the time of the stake and the price you originally purchased the put at. So if the stock drops to $8, you choose to sell that put of 100 shares you'll make $7 for each sold stock. Grand total of $700 does not sound too bad at all, you know. That's why I like option trading. I kind of can see the money week to week. However, you also have to subtract the money you originally bought the stock with. Now, as you can see, puts don't really make you money in the same way calls do, or even just buying stocks does. They can, however, save you money if, if a stock you buy ends up losing value after you purchase it, though. Now, for a beginner, puts might not be an option you want to work with. You might want to try to stay away from that. Me, personally, I sometimes do puts in a vertical or things like that. But when I get to talking vertical talk or spread, it's, it's total different. So, what I would say is, I, me, personally, I stay away from stocks, too. My trading plan, it got to definitely be a reason why I'm, why I'm even fucking with stocks. You know what I'm saying? Now, 
other investors use this as a way to make money you know usually when they don't have no faith in a company or they believe a stock is overvalued now these two options will both end up in the seller making money if the stock doesn't do well in the future so you know both options are cool for you if you like puts or you like calls strictly on you everybody got their own way of trading everybody got their own trading plan so you know you got to stick to that now you should choose to have a pretty clear answer of how buying stocks works right now in all shapes and forms for the rest of the episode we're going to focus on buying single stocks or buying calls as a beginner where should you put your money to see the biggest and safest outcome right now let's begin by looking over some benefits of either stocks for starters and you know let's see which ones have advantages that practically jump right out at you now <clears throat> let's see some stocks benefits might include you know the ease of not having to constantly watch the price you know you simply purchase the stock sit back wait to see what the fuck the future holds right you know the volatility the good side of the volatility parts of buying stocks is that even when the, the things look bad and the numbers drop for some time you have hope that that company is gonna go right back up again i've seen this over and over again you know three months it might drop two three dollars but the next three months is booming five to ten dollars that's why everybody like just buying stocks because you know you never know how that company and that's why you do research on a company that you know you have faith in uh, you see it's making money you see it's a long-term company and you just jump with that you know uh, and stocks one one last thing though stocks are very easy to buy and sell tons of platforms give you the opportunity to buy stocks instantly and for some commission fees and percentages so make sure you watch with platforms because they do charge you for that now options on the other hand have a few benefits as well including the potential for much larger gains if if you know in time is correctly and list prices is at the best possible rate excellent option trades can have much higher returns than stocks can in, in, in the short run you know that's why I like option trading because in the short run I can just kind of see a check every week you know I can see that if I, it, it, instead of sitting on a stock for you know they say 20 years you know if, to me option trading is just like okay that could be a job you know swing trading day trading leap leap trading all that could be a job for you you know you could really quit your day job and do trading you know and also trading has lower risk when you manage your portfolio correctly and ensure you are knowledgeable buying and selling calls it's more room for integrating your strategies stocks are very limited on how much human effort goes into them you know once you get the hang of option trading you can let your personality shine through it to see you know just how well you could play the market to make huge gains now for every good thing it's a bad thing right right so you have to know we got to talk about the pitfalls you might find you know trading options now one pitfall the need for much more information to get started options is not something you just buy and let's sit instead you have to do some serious research to ensure you understand every part of the trade including the premium the expiration date and what your potential gains and losses are you know a probability for less money made definitely earlier I mentioned that options give you the potential for great returns which is true but that is typically rare and you're more likely to get a lower return especially when you factor in how tricky the concept can be to fully understand now I get a lot of reviews let me you know I'm doing all this damn talking I'm blunt the went out hold up 
Okay. I get a whole lot of comments, emails, people always asking me, yo, all right, let's say I want to get into stocks or option trading. But, you know, I don't have 50 to 100,000 like everybody else, you know. Oh, shit. How do I get in if I only got like $2,000, you know? Now, you have a complete and comprehensive understanding of what stocks are and option trading each are right now, right? And you can see why you might or might not want to try out each one, you know. And as a beginner investor, you have already have an idea of what type of investments are safer than others. So you got to know for yourself. But before you put any of your money anywhere, I just want you to remember these quick steps. You know, because I, can I tell you to put your 2000 in option trading? No, I cannot. Can I tell you to put your 2000 in long-term stocks? No, I cannot. That's strictly on you. You see how that works? I, I didn't really like that in the first. I'm, I'm talking to you like everybody was talking to me because I hate when a person tell me, it's on you. Do it yourself. Damn, but you know, doing that though, you also learn. You really do learn and, and you really do figure out your own strategy. Now, now, let me just give you some tips. I need you to decide how you want to invest in the stock market. Sit back, do your research. You want to be a long-term investor? You want to do some option trading, you know? Set a budget for yourself. You know, decide how much money you're going to put in the market. Decide, you know, how much money you're going to leave on the back end just in case uh, the stock you invested in went wrong. You know, you, you need to know all these things. You need to decide how long term your money will be invested for. You know, the longer the better in most cases, but you need to know, okay, am I rocking with this company 5, 10, 20 years? Is, is it going to be that right? And if you're doing option trading, you got to ask yourself, okay, do I want to do it, you know, if you want to be a day trader, let's say, you know, you're trading by the day. If you want to be a swing trader, you might say, you know, I want to invest in it. This stock is going up in two weeks, six months or a year. And, you know, you pick the right option for you. And you must manage your portfolio as frequently as needed. Always do your research. You can never do enough research, especially, especially option trading. You know, like you, you definitely want to learn the stocks and the strategies, you know, have your own special indicators. You know, you just you just definitely want to have all those things, you know. Now, keep these easy tips in mind for any and all investments you make. Do you think you have what it takes yet? Because now we're going to jump into another real life scenario because I'm going to answer that question about that two thousand dollars. All right. So here's the dilemma I'll present for you. Let's say you're a beginner investor. You have access to $2,000 of your own hard-earned cash. You know? How would you invest them? Now, this is obviously a personal decision. And in real life, you have to be the one to make that educated decision about where to put them, right? But based on the benefits and cons presented by me today, which way would you lean on? You know, both stocks and options can have financial and educational benefits, but nothing will beat the simplicity a stock has for a first-time investor. Just period. You know, you can really learn stocks. Just get in there, put some money in on some stocks, sit back, learn the market, watch it go up, watch it go down, learn why it go up, learn why it go down. And, you know, and you can really start off right there. I did it. I started off investing in stocks, not option trading, you know. 
Now, both stocks and options can have financial and educational benefits, but nothing will beat, like I said, the simplicity of a stock for a first-time investor. Now, the obvious recommendation here for all beginners would be to stick to stocks. Stocks are easy to get a handle on and give you the chance to invest your money and then sit back and let it gain value over a period of time. Stocks are great for beginners because they require limited research and you can pick companies you enjoy yourself. Sometimes the best way to pick a stock is to see what company caught your eye attention and, uh, you know, just because they're probably catching other people as well. Maybe you heard it on the internet. You know, go get AMC. You're like, you know, I want to jump in the stock. And I've been hearing a lot of great reviews. You did your research. You know, it's a bull market. Uh, and you're just ready to go. So you jump in on it, you know. Now, <clears throat> the obvious recommendation here for the beginners, once again, <laughs> is... Stocks might just be the best way to go, but another tip I'm going to give you, if you are really going to buy into stocks at your first investment, is to purchase from a variety of companies throughout your investment lifetime. A single company can make your portfolio a lot more volatile, but and, and, and it can also give you more spread out money is typical better. So to answer the scenario, the best option for any beginner with $2,000 is to buy stocks. And many stocks at that just... just Bye bye bye, you know. Now with that being said, now let's let's check this out. That's the safest, right? Let me hit this blunt because it's, now it's time to get to the nitty gritty. That's the safest, right? But if I had two thousand dollars. And I'm looking for a career or I'm hustling this two thousand this two thousand is hobby money, you know. I would probably me personally I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put a thousand dollars in on some stocks and I'm gonna put five hundred dollars and try to learn how to option trade and I'm a, you know, 500 ain't a lot either, but, and I'm going to keep 500 liquidity cash just in case the stocks or the option trades needed. And, and I'm going to basically try to work off both of those and, and try to figure it out because to me, option trading just gives you more money. I, I like to get paid by the week, month, whatever, you know, and I like to know I can get paid, you know myself this is part of an entrepreneur talk you know what I'm saying like I, I want to know I can pay myself and sometimes when I sit there and look at them stocks I'm like at my age man 20 years from now man I need to I need to make some moves now you feel that so I'm saying that to say if if you caught on late now if you young 18 and up yes get you some stocks don't touch it you know, get you some stocks, go go have fun. You know, invest in them stocks and forget about it. Come back, check on it once a month. Or, you know, y'all Robin Hooders, you know, look at your phone every other day and just check out your stocks. Have fun, learn, because you're not going to learn overnight. So it really is going to take you years to really get it down right. So, yeah, if you're young, do that. But if you're grown, looking for a career, your job is cool, but you need more, I'm going to advise to just do some 
uh, and I can't advise you. Can't give you no advice on on what you should do, what you should do, all that. Let's do that. Let's say that first. I got to put that disclaimer out there. I can't advise you to do nothing. But me personally, I want to learn how to option trade. I want to get some money quick. I'm trying to make it happen. And quick money ain't always a good thing. It's not. So, like I said, you know, I would still have money in stocks. But I do want to learn how these guys are making five, ten, twenty thousand 20000 a week. Five, ten, twenty thousand a month, you know, fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand a year option trading. I definitely want to learn that because I think if a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in the ghettos and urban communities and all that, you know, they grow up looking at the drug dealers, the 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 people doing all type of stuff in the hood, and they glorify all that. But I guarantee you. A lot of these ghettos had classes on option trading. It'd be less drug dealers, less people going to to the penitentiaries and all that. It'd just be more entrepreneurs because people understand it's real money getting made in this shit. You know what I'm saying? For real. So that's where I'm putting that at right there. So with that, this episode is gonna come to a finish. Now I want to thank all the listeners for listening. And if you're at this part. Thanks for listening all the way to the end because, you know, I just want to answer that dilemma for yourself. And now you understand what buying options and what, you know, what option trading and buying stocks are and what each one can do for you in your financial life. Now, as you continue to grow your portfolio and expand your investments, what type of investments are you going to try next? Hmm. Stay tuned, man. Being that Think Tank podcast, we in the building. I'm your boy, DJ Third Letter, and we out. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Billionaire Think Tank. If you'd like more information on any of our stories or you'd like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website, www.thethirdlettershow.com or find us on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. The Billionaire Think Tank podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions. Although we're good at entertaining and knowledgeable, we don't provide financial advice. So please consider your own situation and get advice before you make any decisions based on anything in our podcast. Visit www.billionairethinktank.com to learn more about how we're regulated or to access our terms and conditions.